Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, Graham Couch here from the Lansing State Journal with my colleague Nate Atkins after Michigan State's 48-31 victory over Western Kentucky here at Spartan Stadium uh, late this evening. Um, for Michigan State, look, this was a game where there's only so much you can prove against a mid-major, but this is a mid-major that presented some challenges, and they needed to get out in front early, and they did that. I think it's one of those games where you can't prove anything as an offense other than you can prove you don't have problems after the last game. They sort of proved that with, I think, a really great performance out of the, out of the, out of the gate, at least in the first half, uh, by Peyton Thorne. Uh, you know, J- Jaden uh, Reed, obviously, the great punt return. Uh, giving them an element for the second straight game. He rescued them in the last game. This game uh, gave them a boost out of the gate. Uh, really, first guy to do that in two straight games um, in 49 years at Michigan State. And then uh, you get a good game from Jalen Naylor. He, I mean, the, the, the offensive line got it moving, which we expected they would. And the defense did enough early, uh, two straight three and outs, and then forcing the field goal to let them build that lead. And, and on a night that Billy Zappi and this Western, uh, Western Kentucky offense was everything we thought it might be or they were as good as advertised. Yeah, that's the amazing thing is to think that this team is in a spot now where they can give up almost 500 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and the game never really felt in doubt. Like The closest it felt was like a two-touchdown lead, and it was all the way there, and that's what happens when you have punter like Jaden Reed you got a defense that at least makes them earn it all the time. They did that all night long. And then an offense that just has so many ways to go. I mean, between we know what Kenneth Walker can do and how he can create when something's not there. We know what Jaden Reed can do. But then you add in Jalen Naylor, and now you're adding in Peyton Thorne on the move, finding those guys. It's very, very hard for many teams to stop, and especially tonight, just in a, in a nice weather game, like, or a game that has no weather impact on it at all. Uh, you know, Western Kentucky just had no answer to that. They got to play from in front. That's when you can work the clock with Kenneth Walker. This is the type of like offensive you know, juggernaut performance that, frankly, I, I've been here for two years and I've not seen Michigan State operate like this, play as comfortable like this, and it just seems natural right now. Yeah, I mean, they're going to face defenses stiffer than this. I think they already have. Um, but you still got to complete the passes. And after, you know, Peyton Thorne was so off for that in that second half, he was two for eight and he just couldn't get anything going. He was really missing targets. He was on for a while, and he was hitting guys in stride, and, and, and he's got weapons where if he gives them a chance to make plays, they will make plays, and I, and I think that's a, a really promising uh, sign for this team and, and the special teams component that, that, that Jane Reed is giving them. I mean, they went a decade without that, and it's amazing they won two Big Ten titles and went 36-5 and five without having a formidable threat, and this is a school that, that, that used to be a thing. Like, you go back... You don't even have to go back to the 80s. You go back to the 90s with the Derek Masons of the world and, and, and coming to the DeAndre Cobbs and, you know, obviously Keyshawn Martin. They, they had guys who were return guys. I mean, this was one of the things they had, and uh, it, it just takes so much pressure off you when you have that and when you have a guy who's an electric uh, player like uh, like Jaden Reed. And that's the sort of thing that translates. I mean, it, it's going to affect special teams 
the rest of the way because opponents are going to be kicking away from him. They're going to be trying to do stuff that makes them uncomfortable, which sets up mistakes and all sorts of things. Yeah, it's just amazing the confidence that it induces that a team gets from players like that and what they see in practice and then seeing it translate to the game. Because the past couple of years, even when Michigan State would have better offensive games, I felt like they had to work so hard for it. I mean, even like when Elijah Collins was a breakout running back, I mean, he was still talking about like he was not hitting the home runs. And it felt like they had to drive the whole way. And, and when you're front, when you're down by a couple scores, or it's, you have a game like last week where you don't have a first down for the entire second half, it's easy to just take a breath because you think we're one Jaden Reed punt return away, we're one Kenneth Walker cut back away, we're one Speedy Naylor, you know, deep post away. It's just they have all these different little tricks they can go to where it's not, you know, we have to do a 12-play drive and have everything go perfect. And then once you have one that does that and then you fumble once and you're all in your own head, like they, they just feel so confident right now and I've never seen them play this confident and this doesn't mean that it'll stay forever they're gonna they're gonna lose a game this year I'm confident saying that they're gonna face a defense that doesn't let you have all those tricks at the same time but I still think that belief and that confidence will be there and you're starting to see it translate a little bit to their quarterback now which is the most important thing to me yeah I mean this was a game that was supposed to be about Billy Zappi and if you look at the numbers it, I mean, he was fantastic, and Mel Tucker at the end of his press conference was very complimentary about his chances to play in the NFL, even as an undersized guy, about the challenges he presents relative to other college quarterbacks. But in the first half, when it really mattered, the more prolific offense and the quarterback who was driving them more down the field was, was Peyton Thorne. And he, you know, he doesn't have to sustain that level to, to Billy Zappi's, but he, he did it when it mattered. And that's an important thing, again, for this team going forward because they're going to run into games where they need him to make a throw at a key time. They need him to set a tone. They need him to give his guys chances. And you see for the first time, really, and they had obviously Reed and Naylor and Mosley on last year's team. But this is Michigan State went through this whole period where they just didn't have enough dudes to do that sort of stuff. They've got it now. He doesn't have to be great. He's got to be on target, really. He's yeah. got to give him a chance. Yeah, no, it's he's starting to grow into that. You know, last week, you know, he had obviously that was that was a tough performance. But the old cliche they say it's great to make corrections after a win. You're seeing that come through. Is it that guy didn't have to answer all week for why you lost the game? He had to answer for you know I need to get better, but you know we have guys that can lift me up, and it's understood in a better context that this is a young quarterback. And I had someone, a couple of people that were pushing back just on some of this offensive narrative of like, well, who have they played so far? Northwestern got shellacked by Nebraska. Nebraska's not that great. But you know what? They need this kind of a start to a season. It, it, they, they just need it to feel right because it hasn't felt that way for a long time. And I think back two years ago, early in the season, they had this gauntlet where they played Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State, three straight top 10 teams back to back to back and just got shellacked. And it broke them. And it broke them. Yeah. And so by the time they played Rutgers in Maryland, yeah. it was like, well, who cares? And, and everyone's shrugging it off. So right now, yeah, this isn't, you know, this isn't solve all their issues. This doesn't make them a top 10 team yet, but it builds this kind of confidence and belief in everything they're doing to let them go to practice and just keep building with a new coaching staff. Everything they want to see is starting to show signs of life right now. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I don't think Miami's defense is bad. I mean, they've had a rough start, but I don't think Miami is a bad defense necessarily. Uh, Nebraska, I think, is... You know, you can say, well, they haven't played anybody that's good, but then who is anybody? Because Nebraska may be the second best team in the Big Ten West. If you start looking what's around and what they did to Northwestern tonight and what's really in the West other than Iowa, Clemson almost lost to Boston College. Who is anybody? Like, you know, eventually you beat who's on your schedule. They've beaten, you know, two Big Ten teams and three high majors. And you're 5-0. and And now you're going to Indiana, or Rutgers first, and then Indiana, two games that are winnable. I think they're also both losable. Um, Indiana is struggling a little bit right now, and, and Rutgers obviously got it, got humbled by uh, Ohio State in, in a big way. Uh, but we're going to see. 
you're going to see some different tests. They're going to be on the road, hostile environment, Big Ten games. But this is a team, frankly, that we now know can be 7-0 going into that Michigan game. There, there's, they could lose one of those games, but it's absolutely attainable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the schedule is what it is, and it's it's not an amazing slate so far, but there's still have been little challenges along the way. There was gearing up for Northwest, a road game at Northwestern, which is trapped Michigan State. And that was when Northwestern past. believed it could be good. Like, yeah. they, they don't know. That first game of the year is tough. Right. The team has a different level of belief. Right. That's a team that was in the Big Ten title yeah. game last year. So the fact that they're bad now doesn't change the yeah. way that game felt at the time. Going to Miami in that blistering heat against a team that was in the top 25 and was favored. Oh, you know, little challenges like that. Even tonight, like, yeah, Western Kentucky's defense isn't very good, but you knew they were going to put up points. I mean, that, that's an offense that does that to everyone. They put up 30 uh, some on Indiana those all those guys they brought from Houston Baptist they did that against FBS competition last year so this is a game where if you don't bring it you're going to lose Nebraska we're starting to see is at least a capable team that can shut you down um, so these these challenges aren't like yeah they're not going up against Alabama yet or Ohio State yet they're frankly probably not ready for a team like that yet but this is how it builds is little by little past little tests that are in front of you and they're going to have another couple that people are going to shrug off at Rutgers, at Maryland. If they win, you're going to hear some of the same stuff. But you know what? At some point, you don't have to apologize for winning anymore. You just got to take the lessons that come from winning and see where that takes you in the long run. And the defense, I mean, they gave up, you know, more than 500 yards, right? I think mean, well, more, 556 or something like that. Of, 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 Almost of, all passing. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, they, that, that's an incredible passing offense. And, and But I go to those, those tone-setting drives that they stopped him three and out right away and then forced the field goal. You get up 21-3, and you could see Billy Zappi shaking his head on the sidelines. He was frustrated because they were a team that they thought this was an opportunity for them to really make a statement, and things hadn't gone right. And Michigan State deserves a, a lot of credit, I think, for that. And um, I don't think they're going to be tested in the passing game. I mean, Ohio State's got, got dudes who can fly, so that's a different kind of test. But they're not going to be tested in the passing game any more than this the rest of the way. This is this is this is an NFL type quarterback with a, with, a, with really good receivers and a lot of them they, they know what they're doing and it's 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 a high level attack and they survived it. And the defense doesn't seem to have this ego where you know they sh- have to shut you down to feel okay about themselves. And I think that's an important thing too. They they give up a big play. They're they're cool stopping the red zone and still feeling all right about themselves. It's almost like the defense is like you know we've. Obviously, it's been a couple of years, but they've they've had to carry this program for yeah. years when they have yeah. been good. And it's so once it's almost like this breath of fresh air where it's like, all right, the offense can carry us a little bit. We'll play our part. We won't be the the best unit on the team. We'll make stops. We'll make you drive down the field. We'll get the occasional sack, and, and that'll that'll turn in a different way. And to give you an idea of how this, I, I don't think other teams have caught up to this entirely. Is that first drive, Western Kentucky came out. They had a third and five, and they just ran it up the middle, and they got stuffed. And then they punt, and Jaden Reed just takes it to the house. And before this Michigan State offense even touches the ball, they're up 7 nothing. In past years, you don't care about punting to Michigan State. They yeah. have no returners. You don't fear their offense. And even if they do have their one miraculous drive, it's a it's a one-score game, and, and they're not going to do this all night long. But this team, once they got down 7 nothing, I mean, it took a while for, for Western Kentucky to really, really open it up offensively. And they scored 31 points, so it makes you think maybe they should have done earlier. But that's showing how things are changed a little bit, that this isn't a team that you can just say, you know, we're going to be okay on defense. Like, you need to score early sometimes because Michigan State's showing they can score on people. They're going to make you think. We'll have a lot of coverage at, uh, at LSJ.com. Um, at greenandwhite.com and and our stuff obviously in the Detroit Free Press as well. Uh, Thanks for watching. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.